Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gary YouTube joined by a second Gary YouTube from the YouTube to do some more Gary YouTubing this time in the form of a thrilling tiered list how are you doing Gary I am not bad Gary you lovely stuff Gary <laughs> it's late in the day So if you don't know, you get some things in the little boxes down the bottom of the screen there, then you drag them up and put them into different tiers. But eagle-eyed viewers of this Gary YouTube series will realize that our categories there are slightly different than normal yeah. because this one is a one that was already on the Tier Maker website description, presumably down below somewhere. Hopefully. Yeah, you can uh, you can go into the description, you can click on this, and you can play along yourself and send us it on Twitter. Yeah, and then we'll disagree and have a fight. Isn't yeah. that what Christmas is all about today we're doing WWE finishes you might be thinking oh that's a bit of a short one Ross sorry Gary for uh, what you normally do and I'll be saying yes Gary it is a bit short we've got a spare hour we're going to do a little one Hi. so let's get cracking with this particular knacking with what looks like Gary the AA the attitude adjustment I personally believe it's in the bad tier. It's it's a it's a it's a bad finish. It's a fireman's carry. It's not terrible. Because it's it's not like it's it's not like a move, you know, sometimes somebody does a finisher where they'll like bring somebody down on top of themselves. And it's like, well, you've just hurt yourself more there. At least he gets yeah, he gets some good height. There's a good clean distance. Nice bit of whippage. Yeah. Whippage. Yeah, he proper like tucks the head so the people like fly around. But I'm just looking here. It's there's no Starship pain in this, but if Starship pain was here, Starship pain wouldn't be in the terrible tier. We can see here, it would be off the bloody chart. It's we, well, we would no, we we <laughs> we set all of this down, and it would open back up as straight to hell. Yes, and, and it would. It would just I would be... consider sending that straight to hell. What a load of nonsense that is! But yeah, it is basically a fireman's carry. It's something that's been leveled at John Cena for all of his time using this finishing move, which he debuted yeah. again in that feud against Brock Lesnar when he originally called it the FU. It was cooler when it was the FU because yeah, it was a swear word. <laughs> You're right. No, I'm not. 
I've just shot an Attitude Era one with Adam, and my God, it, it went, took a yeah, long I've, time. Yeah, I've just compiled that, and it's an hour 45. And I was That's... in till God knows what time last night doing a straight to hell with Lita and Gail Kim. I'm delirious. Delirious. Sam. That's But right. we're going, I'm saying bad to you. It was, it's not terrible, but it's certainly bad. I fully agree with you, so it's get like, in the bad. The worst games ever with Team Triple Jump. Oh, it's not yeah. the worst finisher but it's just worse than most. Yeah. What a lovely way to surmise that point. Next up, we have Rusev Machka, Rusev Krash, Rusev Machka, Rusev Krash, with his, his um, accolade. That's what the it's accolade, called. The accolade. It's is... been that long since he's used that, and I forgot what it's called. It's just a camel clutch, It's right? a camel clutch. Yeah. Better than the Iron Sheiks, although some might, some might say at home, Rusev hasn't got a raging stonk on when he's doing his, so it'll hurt a bit less. What is the best base submission? Do you reckon, like, you know, you've got Camel Clutch, you've got Figure Four, you've got Cloverleaf, you've got, like, all those sort of base moves, the old-school wrestling submissions? The best one... Because I'm excited to see what you say here. The best one? Oh, my God. A Boston Crab. See, the Boston Crab's good, but I prefer the Cloverleaf, because the Cloverleaf, you took the leg under the knee... And then you properly yeah, you wrench it, it up, don't and you? it's like the knee could pop out. It I was don't like know. it's it certainly not brutal. figure four. Even though apparently I was watching Joe Rogan, I think speak about the figure four. If you lock that on properly, because <laughs> yeah. he, he he picked it apart and said, "Well, that's not going to hurt because Ric Flair does this." But if you do it properly, it'll break your legs off. Yeah, enough time spent on the trampoline with my brother when I was younger determined that we couldn't put it on properly, and it did sometimes absolutely batter your knees. Batter. <laughs> it was just I was trying to. I nearly swore, and then my mind went blank. <laughs> <laughs> but here we have Rusev's camel clutch. Uh, not as good as the Iron Sheiks, obviously, because Rusev, his penis is flaccid and not jabbing yes. his opponent in the back. He's not trying to humble people. Yeah, He's cool. just trying to give them the accolade. But I, I imagine it's a, it's a finisher move that really bloody hurts quite legitimately, the angle he gets them at. Yeah, because he's wrenching right up, so the small of the back's so got to suck. Pit, your neck's got to suck. Your you're arms like, are being stretched. You're like that last on the front of the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a different film entirely oh. if it was a camel clutch. <laughs> but I'm going to say it's better than John Cena's AA, just think, because it's, it looks like it hurts. Yeah, it looks like it hurts, and it's sort of it's like new ground on an old move. So I think it's at least okay. Let's put okay, and then we might change it later. Top on. of okay, bottom of good, but we'll see where we sit later on. So here we have the most stupidest of all of the professional wrestler. Terence yeah. Belair, his words, not mine. So many times he's gone, why the hell did I do that pissing leg drop, leg drop when I had 24-inch pythons and a sleeper hold would have been more devastating because of my massive arms and also it wouldn't have crippled me back. Yes. Yeah, it was a bit foolish, but at the same time, you've got to, you've got to commend Hulk Hogan for getting over a standing leg drop. It was, you know, the atomic leg drop is... I mean, Christ, go back and listen to the pops. Just listen to them. Yeah. When he starts hulking up and then he finally hits it, it's just like... Wah! To be fair, he is a 300 and whatever pound man and he's dropping that leg <laughs> right on those son bitches' necks. He's like a guillotine in his Sam. He's basically chopping the heads off. He's beheading folk with his leg. Except for every year from like 1999 <laughs> onwards where it, it gently rests across the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's a weird one, this, because you, you sort of need to look at it in a vacuum, don't you? Let's take ourselves back to the 1980s. Well, this is it. So we're, I'm assuming we're judging these on, I guess, their devastation, or...? I don't think, yeah. Let, I just, is, are we just looking at the move as a move, or are we looking at the hit rate as well? I, I just think we're looking I think, at move, I think move we look move. at the move as a move, but then what are the parameters for that? 
So is it like, oh, it's a pretty move, oh, it's a strong move, or is it Devastation. Just... Okay. Devastation caused by this move. Well, it, it's a pretty devastating leg drop. <laughs> <laughs> I per no, let's look at it like, let's imagine it's getting done to us. Okay, yeah, which, that, that's which, an easier way. Which would we get more hurt by? I reckon a Hogan leg drop in 1985 would hurt you less, less than a camel clutch. I don't know, like... <laughs> like, if he, if he came down proper hard on your neck... It would hurt. Like it would hurt real bad. Because usually it's, it was what? It was like the snug of his knee, right? Like the, the yeah, ditch a, of his you, knee. You're like, you lift your yeah. knee like that, don't you? So it's like, like that, would, that would be the part that came across, right? But it's like, if he came in hard with the back of those boots and all those like calves, that would just... It would hurt, wouldn't it? I reckon, okay... I guess with it not being a submission as well, you get more of a Poppington, don't you? Yeah, you like, do. Yay! But then it's, he hit the move! The thing, the thing is, whatever we judge this as, we have to also take this into account when we reach the people's elbow, if that's on here. Yeah. Because the people's elbow is just a standing elbow drop, just yeah. like this is a standard leg drop. I, I'm tempted to put it in good, but bottom of good. We'll put it in the bottom of good, because he is over 300 pounds, and that leg is in kayfabe, yeah. dropping over your neck like a, a beheading device. Yeah. All right, so good, but enjoy your time at the top there, Hulk. It's not going to be very long. So next up, we have Biggie's... I don't know what he, what he used to call it when it was a singles move, but it's, it's his half of the up, up, down, down. He holds him up, and he goes, whee! He just drops, oh, his, yeah. drops his legs from underneath him. They fall down flat on their stomach. It would be more devastating if it was a shoulder breaker, but I understand why Biggie doesn't do that because that would hurt him as well. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is literally just a pancake. They're falling down flat on their flat on their stomachs, like they're hitting. It would be more devastating in a swimming pool than a wrestling ring. Yeah, it's, of, it, uh, it might wind you a little, but it's you know, provided you get you can not be completely flat and either your knees or your elbows hit first, you're mm. probably going to be all right. I'd say this on a similar level to the AA. Yeah, I think this might be bad. This might be bad. I, I think, think the it AA is, is probably better because it gets the height and the snap. And obviously they had to change it, didn't they, to have the guy jumping off the rope to add a bit more impact. Yeah. Impact yeah. wrestling. Go oh. on. Uh, so, yeah, I'm saying bad. Uh, just if, if Big E's doing this on his own, dropping them down, it's yeah. a bad wrestling. Yeah. Movie. Right. It's weird. That. What, what finisher should Big E have as a singles wrestler? As a big, beefy man. I always, I was always surprised he didn't have, like, a mega powerbomb in his arsenal. He should do the sleeper. The size of them tits oh, are his God. and the size of them <laughs> arms. <laughs> There's he's little a, room in he, there to He's a very, there? very beefy man. A I think a submission man. would work great, but I'd, like... Because of the size of him, I just think he's so explosive, Biggie, when he gets going. Like, I'm, I'm a sucker for a powerbomb. Like, I love a good powerbomb. And so, I think with him just being able to level somebody, maybe a big old sit-out powerbomb would be amazing. Maybe he should just bash meat off them. Just get his tits. And just... <laughs> That'd be a finisher. It's got a side of beef. Just... <laughs> so, next up, we have Alistair Black's Black Mass. And if, in oh. terms of this here, this is going great. Yeah, it, it, there's no argument there. Let's have a quick discussion about it after we put it in great. There you go. Um, I like You often use the phrase meaty clackers. Yes. I'm going to change it to feety clackers. Well, yeah, he's got great feety <laughs> clackers. <laughs> the amount of times they, slip, they show a slow motion replay of the black mass and it's making cheeks wobble, yeah. clacker. <laughs> but it, it comes from nowhere, and some of the best finishers are the most opportunistic ones, like the RKO. Like the Black Mass is similar to that because you know he'll just be battered, and he'll be taken hit after hit, and he's stumbling and stumbling and stumbling, and then there's an opening, and then just spin, boom, good night. That's it. Mm. Oh, Black Mass. Like it, it, fascinates, what a finish. it fascinates me. 
as you see the cheeks wobble. Yeah. How people do how there aren't reports on on the internet saying people are horror like they're horrified when they're taking this movie. Well, this is it's one of the things I've always wondered about is stuff like this. And I guess that there has to be some contact in order to make that wobble, but at the same time, do you remember Triple H grilling the tough enough contestants mm-hmm. when the guy's bollock falls out? Yeah. Yeah. So like <laughs> Uh, I forgot about that until just now when I brought it up. <laughs> um, but he he starts telling people to throw a punch at him. And he's throwing, like, so he show, makes two people throw a punch at each other. And he's like, okay, you're good, throw in. You, like, you're a bit bad at, at taking the, the punch. And so he jumps in himself and the snap, like, the way he moves his head so quickly, like, I think that must cause some of the ripple in. Yeah. But, like, the, the connection's got to be, like... But, like, you watch this guy. Imagine, it, right? Someone just takes the black mask, just starts going. <laughs> That's an Adam Pacitti thing. That. It's a shame we never booked Tommy End versus Adam Pacitti when we had the chance. Tommy End versus Matt Lucas. <laughs> and Matt Lucas doing that caravan scene from uh, Shooting Stars. No one in America is going to understand what that means. So let's move on. We have Drew McIntyre's Claymore, Sam Driver. Sorry, Gary Driver. Gary YouTube. It's a load of crap, though. But what's your thoughts on the countdown? It's very devi- uh, divisive, I find. What is this? The, the Three, claymore? two, one, then the claymore. Oh, no, I, I don't like people phoning their stuff in like that. It's not phoning it in. Well, not phoning it in, telegraphing, telegraphing that's it, that's the word. Yeah. yeah, not phoning it in. Uh, I don't like... I, I, it's cocky. It works in certain situations. Like, I love when Randy... Sometimes when Randy starts hammering the mat, but then sometimes it's like... The, the, you know, the face is like stumbling around for two minutes while he's just banging on the mat. It's like they can hear that. Why would they turn around? That's the thing. I, don't, I, I really do enjoy Drew Mack because the crowd's invested and the crowd's doing yeah. it along with him, so it's obviously working. But I, I don't get... I used to get this feeling from Shawn Michaels when he would stomp the map before a Sweet Train music for roughly five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes straight. I think, why would you do that? But when I watch Drew McIntyre doing that, I don't know what it is in my stupid brain, yeah. but I don't get that same, that same feeling. I think with, with Shawn it worked sometimes with like when he was knackered and he was like done in and he's been through the absolute wars and then he crawls into the corner and he's slowly getting back to his feet and he's like stamping his foot and then the crowd starts getting behind him. I understand that because it's sort of like, you know, when you see a long jumper go up and they start the slow clap. Yeah. Like, that's cool. But yeah, the telegraph. Sneaking up on that jumping board thing. What, what do they call it? The well, jumping board. The takeoff board. The takeoff board? On the, on, the, on the triple jump. Oh, the, the I just know it as a line. Yeah. The line. <laughs> the line. The line. <laughs> um, but the Claymore itself is just, oh, beautiful. It's another move it. that you think feety clackers, isn't it? It, may, it seems to make more contact than not. Do you prefer the um, the Claymore or the DDT, the Future Shock DDT? Oh, Claymore, Claymore. I, so, yeah. I just bit, I don't know if it's just my warped mind. Once sometimes again. when you get a, a lot of spin in, it was cool. But yeah, like, I think yeah, Claymore. That one he did on Osprey back in the old WCW yeah. days. That was fantastic. He got a great snap though on the DDT. All right, well. Triple H. Got, like just. Poof. Great snap. <laughs> um, but I don't know what it is in my warped mind that when I now see a DDT, the only exception I can think of is. Uh, John Moxley's elevated paradigm shift. Yeah. But when I largely see a DDT as a finisher now, I don't know if it's because when I was growing up, The Rock was doing it as a transitional move. It's sort of lost it, on me it, now it's, a DDT. It's become one of those, those moves, isn't it? it yeah. It's like when you smack down two no year old, everybody did a DDT. That yeah. was it. Like, yeah, it was just doesn't the, matter who it was, it was just a transitional move. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, yeah, definitely the Claymore is better. I don't think the Claymore is as good as the Black Mass, but I do think the Claymore is better than Hogan's leg drop. Yeah. I think we might need to move down Hogan's leg drop. Yeah, 
Do you reckon? We'll see how it goes a let's, bit further on. Let's see how it goes a little bit further on, but let's... Are you agreed with me that it should go in good? I think it should go in good. Top of good. I don't think yeah. it's quite as good as... That's what I mean. I, well, more, I look at Claymore. Great, great, like, the upper echelons of, like... The echelons? Yeah. <laughs> the upper, like, tiers of this tier list. Yeah. Well, Matt, I think Hogan's going to come down by the end. Yeah. So next up, we have the Curb Stub. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, it is, you... It's cool. I think it's fantastic, me. I... I think the very concept of the move is, is sensational. Yeah. I'm just going to get your head right. I'm going to just, just stamp on I'm it. I'm just going to stamp yeah. on it. <laughs> and then you're going to put your head right to the floor and then concuss yourself. It's going to be great. If it was protected heavily, like super, super heavily, and nobody it ever... Is. Has anybody kicked out of it, though? I don't know, but recently on Raw, the way that these tag matches are going, Buddy Murphy does all the work, and all of a sudden, Rollins, boof, and then that's it. That's the finish. Oh, that's all right, then. Behind the referee's back. Yeah, because like, the curb stomp is cool as, like... Because it, it's almost like an illegal maneuver. It's like punching with a closed fist until Big Show did it. Um, or like, you know, you just don't go there because there's sort of sportsman-like behaviour. You don't stamp on somebody's skull, but this is... Well, they banned it for a while, didn't they? Because it was too violent to show kids, basically, just in yeah. case they copied it. Yeah. Because and... it's one of those moves that anybody can... Was it in a way After he did it on do. the briefcase, was it? Like, or was it... It was a while after that. It was sort of 2015, 16, yeah. 17, then they came back in that era, didn't it? Like, sort of 2016, 17, I think it yeah. came back, maybe. But I think it's just a fantastic move. If they have to take it off TV because they're getting complaints, maybe. I can't remember the exact reason. It was something like that. I think it's got to go in the great I think team. it's got to go great, yeah. Well, I don't think, it's, I don't think it's, it's like the best best, but I think it's up there. It's a strong finisher. So next up, what the hell is that? Oh, we have Dirty Deeds from Dean Ambrose. No, no, is that a spear of Dirty Deeds? I can't work it out. Let's let's just... just. I think that's a spear. No. Dirty Deeds. That's Dirty Deeds. Dirty yeah. Deeds. Done dirt cheap. As I said before... Just my warped mind, it might be because of The Rock and people like that using the DDT as a transitional manoeuvre. Never really did much for me. Yeah, I think if you're going to have a DDT on the roster, nobody else can use one, which I don't think anybody really did when we had Ambrose. Oh, loads of people. Oh, DDT is a transitional move. No one uses the, the arms up. I don't up. remember the last time I've watched like a prop, like watched a match with like a DDT. Maybe you've just seen Bobby so Wind, many. I guess. He does it. He does it, yeah. yeah. I was, uh, Andrade does the hammerlock DDT as yeah. his finisher. Uh, edge just it's the all education. coming back to me now yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you just become numb to certain moves and just yeah. to stand not like his what's that called where he hooks the arms for the, for the DDT oh the um, I don't know what the official yeah, name is I know but I think a, a normal DDT you're so desensitised to seeing that you might just think oh I've not seen that move before yeah. you have uh, a million times but yeah the DDT for me I'm going to go is it okay I think it's it's, it's okay. certainly better than those two we've gotten. It's bad. it's okay. I wouldn't call it bad because the the history of the DDT, right? I mean, Jake Snake, yeah. like it, when he was doing it, that was yeah. in the best in the best here. Because again, that was a, at the time sort of an illegal maneuver. He was driving somebody skull first into the floor. So I think out of respect for it, it has to maybe go into okay. Yeah, well, I'm fine yeah. with that because it, it just is a move anyway. Do you think it's better or worse than the accolade? Better. Yeah, especially when it's uh, done properly. But uh, now he's doing the elevated paradigm shift, I think he calls it these yes, days. Yeah. That is, whoa, that That's is up there. much better. So next up we have Johnny Gagano. Gagano escapes, Sam. What are you saying straight off the bat? It's brutal. It's properly brutal. The way he, like, he gets the arm round and then he yanks right back. But it's like, it's that yank... Because it's not like he just pulls back gently. He properly gets the arm snug around the neck and then <laughs> like that. So yeah, that's the move. If you're if you're taking the move, it's basically sort of, you're like that. Yeah, and you're you get face your chin. down. 
Yeah. Yeah, so it's sort of like if you're face down, somebody's pulling you like that. So I'm going to give you, Sam, a game of the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcasts Reese's Pieces. You are Paul. Oh, Reed. Right, Reed Paul. Right, so Gagano Escape or Yes Lock? Gargano Escape. Gagano Escape or Crippler Crossface? Crippler Crossface. Gagano Escape or William Regal's Regal Stretch? Gargano Escape. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Wow! I, I don't know why, but that, that was where my brain went. <laughs> so basically, you've just made this move the greatest move of all time. I know, I said the Crippler Crossface was better. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, because it does, we will just watched a quick compilation there to be completely transparent yes, where so we're we going, you know, to just work out the logistics yeah. of the move. I don't know why I dabbed there. Yeah, this is it. It's sort of Whoa. like a dab when you, when you try to show how it's done and, and how you take it. Um, it looks absolutely brutal, and I think it is better. Once I think Terry needs to come down a step already. Yeah. It's certainly better than Terry. See you later, Tezza. I think it goes in the good category. I don't think, I don't know what Whoop. it is. A finisher move for me, the impact of a move actually being hit versus a submission, that makes a world of difference for me. Yeah. A clout rather than good. Ah, yeah. Tap, please, makes a world of difference. So next up we have, I think, what is the go to sleep? Yes, the go to sleep from Mr. Phil Brooks. I don't think it's as good as as, as, as most people do. Is this you going to be saying, oh, Kenta's was better because Kenta invented it? No, they're both pretty much exactly <laughs> the same. It's just like... I I like it. I like that there's like a transition in it into like the, the knee, but couldn't you just kick somebody in the head? Or knee them in the head, yeah. Yeah. What yeah, does that make sense? You gotta like but, and I guess you're dropping them so they can't really do anything and they're gonna hit the floor and be dazed as well as getting the knee. It's a I think it's still on the great tier, but uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't say, think yeah. it's like an all time great. I think it's like a solid, strong ass finisher, but it's not like I think it was lost. It's not a stunner. It was lost sometimes because obviously what they always say in the wrestling, a great finishing move is a move that... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
somebody can hit on anybody. And sometimes, just because, you know, he's a, he's, he's a smaller wrestler. Yeah, you've got a seven-foot guy on his shoulders. It's, it looked, it's a bit be like... <laughs> looked a bit naff sometimes, didn't it, when he had the bigger lads on top of yeah. him? And I think that made a big difference. But I do think it is still... It's, it, I'd say low down in the grade. I, say, I don't think it's... Yeah, I don't think it's, it's near the top of these two, but I think it's, it's got to be... The very concept of the further back. Yeah, the concept's great. I think, as you said there, like, a finisher, for me, also has to have impact. Like, sometimes with a submission, if it's got, like, the Gargano escape, like, the proper yank back, but, like... It's a it's a full stop on the, the match, drama, isn't it? It's it's like a finishing point. That's it. Like the drama of a finisher is still great, but there's something about somebody just going whack and then winning. Yeah. It's fantastic. So then we've got Adam Cole's knee. I don't know if he's got a special name for has he? Oh, I can't I remember can't this. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> Delirious me. Um so he brings down the knee pad, the guy's kneeling on the in the middle of the ring, he takes a bounce off the Hold ropes. on, no, theatrics theatrics then bounce off the ropes yeah then bounce off the ropes <laughs> and he just knees him in the, in the back of the head and then that leads to the is that after the Panama Sunrise or before it must be after I think it's after yeah. after the Panama it's the exclamation point on top of the something I don't think it's as good as the Claymore neither I always think this when I see him hit it it's sort of it's cool but I, I don't see, know obviously he has to because you need to keep everybody safe in the ring but the yeah. way he does it he sort of turns his knee to the side yeah. I'd rather just see him just run up behind and just hoof them is it not like one of those things where like when you hold a gun and then sometimes you hold it sideways to look real cool nah <laughs> um, I just think it makes obviously I know I understand why he has to do it but I just think it takes away because you sat there thinking well you just could have just been more devastating by yeah. keeping the knee straight and doing it or but just climbing a ladder and dropping knees first, not to somebody's face. Like, <laughs> um, it not is, enough ladder finishes these days. <laughs> it is still a good finisher, but I don't think it's one of the best finishers. I think it goes top of okay or bottom of good. I think it's in good. Yeah. Bottom. I think it's bottom of good for now. We'll see. I think it's definitely there's the difference between a Claymore and an Adam Cole knee. I think there's a clear difference between those two. There things. is a clear difference, yeah. But I think the Claymore is delivered in a much more devastating fashion. Yeah. I would agree with that. So then we have Randy Orton doing his ru kick and cut ah. Do we even need to say anything Ring, about this? Ru kick and cut ah. The recar. The recar. The recaro chair. Uh, I think it's in the great tier. It's it's it's, it's made many be. memes, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Christ, it's it's been uh, a standard weapon in his arsenal since since he started, right? He used to do the big splash, didn't he? I think that used to be his finisher. Yeah. And then it changed to the RKO soon after that. But, like, the RKO, is, it's, it's one of those moves. Like, uh, sometimes people change finishers. Like, not in this case. It's one of those, like, big, great final statements. But you look at the... Because uh, uh, it's sort of... Before the memes took off, I was mm. very much like, it's not that good, is it? Yeah. He's getting hurt just as much as the guy he's doing it to. But then yeah. you look at the way everyone just gets on board. Every single, even now, when he's being an absolute... Unbelievable bastard. Yeah. You can't, you're not, you, if you like him, it's you're a bad exciting. human being. But when he does the move, you still can't yeah. help but cheer, can you? No, you can't. And I think and that's it, a move of a great finisher. And the thing is, as well, what you're saying is sort of hurting himself. It's like, yeah, but when you land on your back, it's not as bad as landing on your front. That's wrestling 101. <laughs> if you land on your front, you're done. <laughs> Them are the rules. So next up, we have the rock bottom. Would you say the rock bottom is better than the people's elbow? Oh, yeah. The people's elbow, if it's on here, which I don't think it is, it would be going in terrible. Really? It's all about the dance. It's, it's, an, el it's, it's an elbow drop, Sam. The guy got a standing elbow drop over. It's the most... It, it's incredible. But as a move, it's an elbow drop. Well, it's an elbow to the face. It's not. Hulk Hogan has a... Hulk chest. Hogan, the neck, like, neck with the knee. Like, this is technically an elbow to the face. It's not, but an elbow to the face. 
That'll be awful. No, it's an elbow drop. <laughs> it's all about them doing that. They're just there to please the crowd, aren't we? Yeah, but the moment, the moment when they're on the on the mat and like he he kicks them and then he stands stuck like tall and then the entire crowd just it's like a wave. It just it should never finish a match. Never ever. Oh. Not in a million years of Sundays. Never. <laughs> It's a terrible finishing move. Should we get the rock bottom? Should we get back to the rock bottom? The rock bottom is (laughs) much better. The rock bottom was his finisher. Do you think it's better than the people's elbow? No, I like the people's elbow. Oh, the people's elbow was a finisher, right? It was a signature. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, I like. It's fine, isn't it? The rock bottom. It's fine. I think it's. I think it's. It's again. It's another one where it's top of okay, bottom of good. I think it's okay. If it wasn't yeah. the Rock doing it, I don't think it would have been anywhere near as popular. Because well, again, like the way he stretches his body as he, he properly throws himself right out, like you see, like he gets off the floor and his entire body opens up before he delivers it. But like somebody could just literally go and do a lazy one. I tell you, no. So like you've got to commend him for really making it look huge. They are similar moves, but Samoa Joe's Urinagi, yeah. when he just stands there in the corner and goes, wow, yeah. Big E does it as well, I think. That is a lot more devastating in my eyes than a rock bottom. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. But I think, okay. Yeah, top uh, of just, okay for Yeah, now. it's the rock at the end of the day. Isn't yeah. It? And then I think we've got Evan Bourne doing a shooting star press. I love a good shooting star press. I do like a shooting star Bit press. Billy Kidman. Bit Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman. <laughs> was he the innovator of the shooting star press? Uh, no. Who was it that invented the shooting star press? It was Muta did the moonsault, right? Um, Mo- uh, Muta's famous for a moonsault. Even yeah. I know that. Um, Muta, <laughs> Muta pioneered the moonsault, and then the shooting star press was somebody else. But shooting star press is synonymous for me. With Dave Billy Benson Kidman. Phillips. Yeah, Dave Benson. He was the innovator of the shooting star press. Over in the UK, he was a world of sport Painstakingly drew a little (laughs) manual of how to do it. But yeah, I I don't know what... It's so impressive, isn't it, a shooting star press? Because it's it's travelling forward. So the difference, if you don't know, the difference between a moonsault and a shooting star press is you go backwards both times, but a moonsault, you would be facing the audience and you flip backwards into the ring. A shooting star press, you face your opponent in the ring and then you go backwards. kick your legs up under you. Yeah, so I think the shooting star press is a lot more impressive than the moonsault because you've got that extra rotation you've got to get. Yeah, and Evan Bourne especially was fantastic at it. Yeah. I think this is a good. I think it's, it's, it's good. a very, it's a, it's a high up good. Is it yeah. higher than Adam Cole's knee? I would say yes. Yes. Is it higher than the Gagano escape? I would say no. Nah, I think it's resting right there. But then again, shooting star press is a finisher. It's not really believable these days. But if you look at it in the bubble, I think who does it these days? I don't know. I can't think of the top. There'll be some two hundred five live guys that do them as a finisher. I can't think anyone who does it as a finisher now. Lindsay Dorado did it off the top. I think it's another one of those moves where it's it's like like the DDT. It's just become something that people will bust out. Billy Kidman spinning in his grave. His wrestling grave. He's still alive. I know. He's still alive. His wrestling grave. His wrestling career grave. They did that whole story with him when he he landed wrong on somebody and then he didn't want to do it anymore and yeah oh that was he named in the head or something yeah I think it was I think it was partially real and then they worked into a whole angle where he lost his confidence and he didn't want to hurt people and it was like he was needed in this feud I think it was in WCW and he just he just kept going up and then he just wouldn't do it and Mm. it was like oh it was so good. So next up we have what is the best spear in professional wrestling history. I know the picture here is from Survivor Series 2016, but let's forget about modern day Goldberg. Let's oh, thank go. God you said Goldberg. Let's go back. <laughs> yeah, let's go back from 1997 to 2004. 
Name me a better spear hitter. You cannot. No. Goldberg spear is in the great tier. And I would argue, based on what the moves are there, the top of the great tier. It is tier. the top of the great tier. So Go far. back and watch if you haven't seen it. Goldberg spear it's... on Christian, and then just come at me, bro. It's because <laughs> Goldberg spear is it's like a dump tackle. It's like the guy used to play football. It's just straight up like a, a sweeping dump tackle. So it, it's not like edges. Edge sort of hugs you to the floor. Like, who else is there? I tell you, all credit to Roman Reigns because Roman, his spear yeah. is as good as we've seen in terms of oh, the spear. Oh, God, yeah. But but yeah. it's not as good as Goldberg's. No. There's something the way Goldberg would just seem. He would it's obviously he's take explosive. Like yeah, he would obviously take care of the guy he was doing yeah. it to. But watching it, and especially when you're a kid as well, I don't know if yeah. I'm looking at this through rose tinted spectacles. But he would just mow people down yeah. with little regard for their safety mm. in cave in the rounds of cave. And the whole thing is like uh, I think because Goldberg's such a big guy, you weren't really anticipating him being as athletic as he was. And so when he starts lining up for that, you don't really. If you've never seen him do it before, you don't really know how explosive it's going to be. So when you see it, it's like, whoa, sit down. Yeah. It's properly, the, properly. Go and watch the one on Christian on Raw. It's oh. amazing. No more needs to be said about Go. It's a shame it's not as good these It's a shame he's It's yeah. a shame that we have to look at it these days. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's like The Undertaker. It's just tarnishing his reputation. When, like, uh, can they not just start like a, an opposite to NXT? Like a WWE Legends <laughs> League? What would it be? Like NXT's like OLD. Next. Yeah, OLD. <laughs> well, TNA sort of did that with the Legends title, didn't they? Uh, yeah. So next up we have John Cena's STF. Useless. In this this for me goes in terrible. He never did it. Regal stretch. That is the one you need to watch here because the way Cena would do it with his massive forearms. Well, Cena would, I think he would usually still tuck the leg. He would so tuck the leg. He took the leg, he would which just hold cool. the, He would just hold the head. But he yeah, wouldn't it wrench. was like I mean, if you want to, if you want to just turn over there. This is sort of like you're supposed to properly like pull back right. and think like that. Break me no sir. Like that. Go on, but like, Cena would, Cena would just be like out here, like a full. That picture. <laughs> and then you he'd, see he'd just there. be like, the, the while move. his hands are moving freely of the person's head, rather than wrenching back. He was just back. giving himself. He was giving himself a predator handshake. Yeah, like that. He would, the submission hold Cena would do would not be wrenching back like you're supposed to, like William Regal would do it. He would hug them with the massive forearms of the submission was him like sort of squashing your head like a nutcracker. Yeah. And that's nowhere near as good, But it, it's like when, yeah, you'll like grab it and it's just pulling up like that. It is just like Maybe Dylan, you son he's... of a bitch. Like, John, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Is it because his arms are too big for himself? Who knows? It looks yeah, like it. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely at, at most bad, if not terrible. Do we? Do we? Do we go terrible? I would say compared to the two that's in bad, yeah? Yeah, terrible. Terrible. Sorry, John. So next up, we have the Stone Cold Stunner. Nothing to say about this. Nothing at top all. of the top. It's the Stone Cold Stunner. Where do you stand on the cells of the move, Sam? Linda McMahon's is the greatest, followed by Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, no, like... The Rock always sold it well, but sometimes it was a little bit too cartoony. I thought it was a bit too. I much like sometimes. a, I like like an explosive, like when people Triple H used to sell it real you well. The, when the he modern take, one just drops straight back. The modern one when Kevin Owens is doing the stunners on Raw. Buddy yeah. Murphy does a moonsault. Bloody work rate, boys. He flips and it's lands cool. on his stomach. It's cool. It, didn't, it is cool. It is a bit too far for me. I mean, but it's it's a bit cooler than The Rock, who would r do a backwards roll and then push himself like yeah, three times Ooh. while selling. The greatest sell <laughs> with for his me. legs just flying everywhere. <laughs> also, yeah. When, to be fair, he when he would bounce he off was the ropes, he doing handsprings. Yeah, he was just like straight legs, straight back Jay down. Lethal. Anyway, the greatest sell for me was all is always Scott Hall. 
Yeah. WrestleMania exit. Richard Tubman. I can't, well, we can't use it, can we? Because it's using moving footage, isn't it? Yeah. But if we could, if we could include it, we would. Uh, he's done the thing. Scott uh, Scott Steiner. I'm so Scott I'm Hall. knocking me. Scott Hall has gone jumping up, and Richard Tubman's out of it, so he goes into the stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. And Stone Cold followed yeah. him on Twitter because of that. And still he did. His yeah, day. it's ridiculous. What a bastard. I remember when that when that came in. When Richard was like, Stone Cold followed me, and everybody <laughs> was just like, what? <laughs> So next up, we have the Styles Clash. And this is a weird one for me. I'm not a fan of the I'm Styles not, Clash. I'm not too much of a fan. I, I, like, I understand that it's, a, a, it's like a really different looking, interesting finish. But I don't think... Like, when I think of AJ Styles, the first thing I, I see in my head is him coming off the top rope for the forearm now. Mm. Like that's, it's just that pose where he's like midair with the arm out. Styles Clash is always a, like, a little bit awkward to lock in and... And when you think about the logistics of the move, it should be absolutely devastating because the legs are pinning the arms back, so your yeah. head's got nowhere to go. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about the way he just sort of goes, yeah. And I don't know if that's because he's five foot ten, and it, maybe if he was a, a few inches bigger, would be he'd be able to get more spring, maybe, yeah. and make it look better. It's a good move for like a fat guy. Like if a, if a big guy had it, <laughs> and it came down booger. on top of you, Whoa. it'd be awful. Yeah. Like if I did that to you, you'd be like. <laughs> But, you know, it's, I think there is a little bit of drama sometimes when he's like locking it in and it's getting harder to lock in. Like, that's cool, but I think it's top of okay, bottom of good. I think top of okay is very, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, co- that's going to cause some fires in the comments section. Is it? Yeah. Do you reckon people think it should be higher? I reckon people do. But I'm, I'm with you. It, it, there's I, something. There's a, this, I, again, the phenomenal forearm to me is a much better finisher for styles than the styles card. I like finishers to be sort of minimal setup, more out of nowhere. And if they are minimal, like if there is a little bit of setup and then a little bit of theatrics into the move. But like when it's like having to hook arms and stuff, it looks very technical. But by the time it's done, it's like, oh, he like landed on his face. And because he's not like dropping them from a great height, you just sort of coming down off of a couple yeah. of feet so yeah I think it goes top of okay top of okay I think that's oh. fair judged on what we've done so far is the Styles Clash on the same level as a Hogan leg drop does Hogan need to come down one more <laughs> <laughs> big Terry's fall from grace <laughs> two not the first time <laughs> so next up we have a move which is going to be really strange depending on your age if you are say 10 years old maybe you're going to be baffled by the dis- discussion we're going to have here. One, yeah. Because it's the sweet chin music and it's much like the DDT. Not everybody, as they do today, diz, or did a, a super kick as a, as a transitional manoeuvre. Yeah. Shawn Michaels was the only one who did a super kick and Shawn Michaels would kick everybody's head off. Yeah. And it was amazing. There were very few like thrust kicks. Sometimes you'd have like backwards thrust kicks and stuff, but the super kick, it was just great. Like the sweet chin music at the time, it was so... Devastating, because nobody else did. Nobody it else that. did it. Nobody, nobody else did it like Michaels. Had like, a, a, like an impact, the theatrics building into it with the stomp, and the way like, he would bet, get his head down, basically yeah, on the mat, like, well, and this is get it. everything he would, else he going would properly. Up. Just go right down, like, and in the extension, like his legs were pretty much just straight. Yeah, and it's very much he must. I, do, I would love to ask Shawn Michaels, how do you feel about everybody in every single match doing a super kick and getting a two count? I guess it's like it's the ultimate homage to him because it's like people love him enough to to go like you know use that move and he has pioneered this move or at least not pioneered it but like taken it to this level this mythical level and it's inspired all of these people to use it but at the same time I guess it's like Petey Williams and the Canadian Destroyer yeah where it's like I never really intended it for it to be like this yeah it is one of the greatest moves of all time yeah don't care what you say it's definitely going great how how high up great 
Me, personally, I'd go above Black Mass, below Spear. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think the Sweet Chin music, it ekes out the Black Mass because it's so iconic, I think. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Alistair Black will get there in 20 years' time, who knows? I'm already a we massive, could... massive mark for that Black Mass. <laughs> like, but... <laughs> we could be sitting here in 20 years' time. I yeah. say this with all, all sincerity in the world, doing a tiered list about finishing moves and Black Mass will be above Sweet Chin Music, who knows. So next up we have Daniel Bryan's running knee, and I love him. I'm indifferent. He's a little man, and he's just running towards people at full pelt, like Scrappy-Doo, and just kneeing yeah, their heads it is, off. That, that sort of side of it's really cool. But, well, why don't you like, what, what doesn't I, connect for you? I don't know, like, I, I just feel like the running knee is another move that's maybe overused a little bit. And so... During my disappearance from wrestling and then re like when I came back to it, Daniel Bryan had sort of had his first little bubblings. And then by the time I came back, like loads of people were using running knees. And, mm. and then Bryan obviously had the meteoric rise and nobody does it quite like Bryan. That's what I was about to say, yeah. Like the way he throws his entire body, it's really cool. But I wouldn't say it's as good as like a Claymore. That is, yeah. I get, even though it's essentially the same move... Yeah, I think, I, think, there's I don't know if it's just about, the sheer it? size of Drew when Drew throws his whole body back and it's like like half of the ring is occupied by this man on his side. But like, Brian, it's cool because he's like this small, like fiery burst of energy like Scrappy-Doo, like you said. But I don't know if it's as impactful as the Claymore. And I guess we'll have to group this sort of with Adam Cole's knee because we're looking at yeah. those two moves in terms of this tiered list. For me, it's definitely between those. Brian's knee is a hell of a lot more impactful than Adam Cole's. Oh yeah, Adam Cole's knee to the back of the head. I think for me, top of good, top of good, bottom of bad. That's bottom of bad. Bottom of bad. <laughs> bottom of great. I am absolutely, I am absolutely <laughs> spent here. Sorry, bottom of great. I would argue. I think we can argue for bottom of great, given that it's Daniel Bryan. How much better is it than a Claymore? Is a Claymore better? Claymore's better. Claymore's better, so top of good. I do apologise. Yeah. Top of good. Below, below a Claymore. What? I am fast. Shouldn't have done that straight to hell last night. <laughs> Next up, we have The Undertaker's Tombstone. And this is great, but how high of great is the question? Iconic. Is it better than a stunner? I would argue no. It's not better than a stunner. Uh, I'd say it's on par with the Sweet Chin music. Because the, the, the move is tethered to him. It's I don't like know if the super kick is tethered to Shawn Michaels. I don't know if it's just because that VHS I had when I was eight and Goldberg was the guy that got me into wrestling. I would rather have a spear above a tombstone for me any day of the week. If I was going to pick a finisher to hit when I'm a professional wrestler, when I finally grow up and realise my dream of being a wrestler, I'd pick a spear as my finisher over a tombstone. Yeah. I think uh, the thing with they're the still, Tombstone is... still amazing like, moves, though, it's, aren't they? It slows the entire match down unless the pace is already there. So I think it makes sense that it's it's often the final nail in the coffin, but <laughs> it's... Well, <laughs> hey, I didn't realise I did that there. I'm also completely out of it. Um, but uh, I think it's it's on par with Sweet Chin Music. It's not as good as a spear. In it's my a perfect mind. move for an Undertaker-type character as well, though, because yeah, he Kane is... Kane used it. Yeah, Undertaker and Kane, two big lads, two yeah. domineering people who just... You know, flatten people in matches. They can get people up and hold them there for a few seconds and then go down. But when Undertaker hits it out of nowhere, WrestleMania 25 when Michaels moonsaults off the top rope and he catches him, does it straight away. That one against Batista in the chamber where they flip over the top rope. Yeah. Those are the ones that are amazing for me. Yeah. They would be if they were, it was if it was like that every single time, it might be at the top. But I don't know if it's it's, it's because he's he's had this move from the get go again almost. It's going to be like Randy Orton in ten years when it's like it's the RKO and it's an iconic move. But 
you've seen so many of them that some of them are always going to be better than others mm. and sometimes the stinkers will always stick out more than the great ones so yeah where we're going just below Goldberg I think s- s- do you think it's better or worse than Sweet Chin Music better alright then yep. I'd say better so next More up we have Kofi there. Kingston's Trouble in Paradise oh lovely explosive lovely little spinning, move spinning flying kick thing all on board for it, me. I guess it's on par with the Black Mass, sort of. Yeah. It's a very similar manoeuvre. But the thing that would <coughs> just have the Black Mass's edge... I can't even talk anymore, Sam. Just eke it out. The Black Mass is slightly better than the Trouble in Paradise, just because of those slow-motion replays when you see after oh, the final yeah. bell. Never yeah. do you really see... And I guess, you know, this is he's a safe worker. I'm not saying Alistair Black isn't, but there's something really real for a Black Mass that a, 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 a Trouble in Paradise doesn't have. He spins in the air, he clips him on the back of the head. It's because, like, uh, Alistair Black has, like, a massive background in in martial arts. Kofi does as well. Kofi does Capoeira, but I think Alistair Black is... I don't know what it is about seeing those cheeks... more impactful. The cheeks wobbling as opposed to the kick to the back of the head that's much more impactful for a viewer. But I think there's that that credibility with Alistair Black where it's, it's almost like, you know, when the UFC guys come in, it's like, you know this guy could beat the living we out of you in a fight. Like so, when he hits that and it's like properly out of nowhere, I think that's always like whoa. Yeah, that, that's the, as- the aspect of the move I love as well. And I'm going to argue to you now, Sam, below the curb stomp but above the GTS. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say that. Well, that's where that belongs. And next up, we have one that belongs in all of the bins around the world. We have D- finally, Big Show. Big Show's WMD. That's right. The knockout one of my punch. main pet peeves in professional <coughs> wrestling, much like Jim Ross. I listen to his podcast and he moans about this all the time. Is punches in wrestling? Why don't they ever leave a mark? It's oh, it's the rules, right? No closed fists. Like I I I don't. I think it's important to have rules. I think it's important to say things like no closed fists because then when you do use a closed fist. You're a then, cheater. You're a yeah, and then and then the fans know, yeah. and then the fans really get behind that, and then all of a sudden this bloody WMD turns up. How many times has seven foot, fat wiener, four hundred odd pound Big Show hit this move, and how many jaws has he broken? How many black eyes has he given? Zero. It's, it's pointless. It's the type of move where you know if we had like a Randy Orton Brock Lesnar situation when it's okayed before both parties are like we want to do this, and then if if Big Show was to actually punch somebody. Which you don't want to see, but if Which, people have agreed, obviously. You know, you're yeah. not going to use it every match, but if you used it in an angle, and he used it to cheat and win at, like, Mania or something, and he properly gave somebody a massive, like, stonking black eye... Then like, we're talking. Then, yeah. then it would work really well, but I think as a, an everyday finisher, it's a bit... And we get, yeah, professional wrestling, suspension of disbelief and all that malarkey, but nah. Well, this is it. Like, when we, when we were kids, you know, you'd, people taking power bombs and clotheslines and all of this stuff, but... They'd never really be marked, but you wouldn't be looking for it. But when you're a kid, like, oftentimes you'll get into a fight or you'll fall over and knock yourself in the face or you play in sports, you'll get hit. Like, you get a black eye. You know that it happens when you get hit in soft tissue and bruises. So it's like, yeah, I completely agree with you. Terrible, terrible finish. I think the closed fist should be banned. Yeah. Forearms? Yeah. Yeah, forearms. should be as close as we get. No elbows, no fists, no... Well, you can use knees. But, like, I think using... Taking those two things away... It's like taking the power driver away. When it's busted out, it's like, whoa! Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? Because we're living in this world where, you know, people who, who don't like wrestling go, oh, well, UFC fighters, when they hit yeah. people, 
take that away from take that argument away from people who don't like wrestling. Yeah, That's what I say. Nice and simple. There we go. Terrible, Sam. Get it in, in the, the terrible. In the bin. It's worse than the STF by so a there we mile. have it. In terms of this tiered list, we have in the great category the Stone Cold Stunner, Goldberg Spear, but more crucially, 2004 and backwards. Yeah. That's where we're ending. Tombstone Pile Driver, Sweet Chin Music, Black Mass, Curb Stomp. Trouble in Paradise, Go to Sleep, and what's that one there? The RKO. RKO. Then we have the Claymore. Does the Claymore need to get moved up? Claymore, oh, the top it goes. tempted like. Yeah, I think it's tempting. Who knows if, if he beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, I'm guessing this video will go up. Yeah, then. Yeah. yeah. Then we have Daniel Bryan's Renee, the Gagano Escape, the Gagano Escape. Gagano. Then we have the Shooting Star Press and Adam Cole's fancy knee to the back of the head. Okay, the controversial one, a Styles Clash. A rock bottom, a camel clutch, or a accolade, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and the dirty deeds, or whatever mankind used to call it back in the day. Oh, butterfly pile driver. Yeah, I don't know what you used to call I don't, it. I can't remember. Then we have the AA Biggie's half of the uh, up up down down. I don't know what it's called by itself. I can't remember. It's been that long since the you've been up up. The up up. Yeah, part of the down down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then we have Terry Belair's ever fallen leg drop. <laughs> Which started off in good. <laughs> it did. And ended up in bad. As we said, <laughs> fall from grace part two. <laughs> and then finally in terrible, we have John Cena's Nutcracker. It's not an STF, John. And then Big Show's <laughs> WMD. I'm happy with them. Yeah. And that's it for this lovely whistle stop tour through some finishing moves. You can do it. You can send it to us. The link will be in the description down below, hopefully, if Sam <laughs> remembers when he uploads it. Who knows gonna, what might happen? I thought you were going to say, you can do it when you're being cute. Yeah, you can do it <laughs> when you're tear makers and then send us messages telling us we are wrong. I've been Gary YouTube from Cultaholic. He's also been Gary YouTube, no matter how many times I've called him Sam. I don't know why I do that. It's my pet name for him. We're a married couple, of course. He's Sam. I'm Gary. See you later. <laughs> 